Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. I think the other thing to add, as long as you're talking about the offense and its potential during the second half of the season, is that we saw Seattle take Daniel Jones's running aspect out of the game a couple of weeks ago, and the Giants really didn't get much going besides that. Well, what happened in this game against the Texans? Daniel Jones, outside of one 10-yard first down scramble, which, by the way, Daniel, will you please learn how to slide? I know. You took a hit to the head? I thought the same thing. I said, here I mean, we go. Oh, no. Really? But anyway, right. but aside from that play, his legs were not a factor in this game. And the Giants yeah. proved, again, against a subpar opponent, that they could win a game without Daniel Jones necessarily becoming a major factor on the ground. Absolutely. All right, before I make a couple defensive points, we talk about that. Do you have anything else on the offense, Paul? No, I just think that, again, Saquon Barkley picking up those two blitzes on the two big plays to Slayton should not go unnoticed. I come back to that a second time because we all know that Barkley was deficient in his pass protection earlier in his career, and I just think it's a testament to how hard he has worked to improve that aspect of his game. I I completely agree. Now, the defensive side of the ball. Look, I mean, they did what they should do, right? They didn't allow Davis Mills to make too many plays. Uh, you know, Wink Martindale did enough. Dean Belton has the big interception, filling a lot of that role for McKinney. Pinnock has, a, you know, a couple pass rushing moves where they were able to kind of hybrid put together what they were missing with McKinney. I still think they will miss Xavier McKinney at some point. Um, but on top of that, Paul, and obviously you see Micah McFadden now basically replaced Tay Crowder as a yeah. starter. I thought that was really interesting. Tells you it was where surprising. they're that. With the second half. So, again, coaching staff making those waves. If I had one critique of the defense yesterday, it would again be, and I know it was there from, the from you know, Dexter Lawrence eventually. I, they got to get home more here with the front four. Dexter Lawrence is doing that. Leonard Williams is making plays, and I know that's a run-heavy team. This team at some point after Thanksgiving is going to need a healthy Aziz Ojolari pull to go with Thibodeau. I think it will alleviate a lot of the, the stress that Thibodeau's under. He's getting held a lot. He's clearly a rookie that needs to develop a couple more moves. But against some of these bigger teams, like you're talking about, where the Giants are going to need to score some points, they're going to need to get home with, with, you know, with the pass rush a little bit more, Paul. Uh, I'm not sure how to answer that, that comment, Sean. They had four sacks and 12 hits on the quarterback yesterday. I understand it's a bad week to say that, and I understand that the numbers were there. But you could tell there were a couple plays yesterday where they're just like, 
a foot shot. And it's, it seems to be Thibodeau all the time, pushing the pocket, getting close. And he's a foot. And I just think now, like, I know they get home yesterday, bad offensive line is Mills. But when they're playing Dak Prescott, when they're playing Jalen Hurts, right. I'm not sure that those same numbers are going to be there, Paul, with the same effort we're getting for the past. That's week. fair. That's fair. And and you always are going to want more pressure on the passer. I mean, that's the defensive coordinator's mantra every week. If you can get more heat on the other team's quarterback, you're going to enhance your chances. So I don't blame you for wanting to get more. I just right. think it's a bad week to talk about well, it because they certainly got in there a lot. Now, well, well, Paul, have- Paul, though, the other part I was going to say, you know, Pinnock. You know, coming from the secondary, coming from the linebackers. I'm also talking about the two edges and the two tackles. When you look at look at it, Thibodeau, Ojolari eventually, Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence. There has to be plays going forward versus big teams. We don't need to bring a bunch of people like like a Wink Martindale. Although that is part of what Wink does. You know, that remember, remember, part of what makes him so special is the confusion and the lack of of positions that he puts into his defensive scheme, which allows guys to come from all over, no matter what their name is and no matter what their title is, that's what he does. I mean, Pinnock, think about that. Think about Pinnock coming on the blitz yesterday and and basically just racking, racking yeah. mills. Who, who would have predicted before the game that Pinnock is going to get pressure on a quarterback and come up with a no. sack? I mean – That's what makes Wink Wink. So I appreciate what you're saying. I just don't know if there's if there's enough of strength behind that 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 desire, because they'll do it in so many different ways. They don't have to necessarily get it from their big guns. I would add one thing though about Thibodeau. Thibodeau, and I've noticed this, and it's going to sound like sour grapes, but he's not putting me up to it. He is getting manhandled. Hell. They're choking him. They're wrestling him. There was a play yesterday where literally his jersey was being pulled half off of his body, and there's no flags. I think Kayvon Thibodeau is going to have to learn. He's a rookie in this league. I know he's a number one draft pick and a top 10, but he's a rookie in this league. You're not going to get those calls. So it's pointless. Now, to his credit, he's not complaining about it. He's not looking at the refs, making a big deal about it. But the fact is, he has been getting manhandled and abused many, many times when flags should be thrown and they're not. He needs to to work through that. As a rookie, that's known as tough cookies, my man. You're going to have to fight through it and get home anyway. And and I'd like to see him fight through more of the illegal stuff that's being done to him so that he can take his game to the next level. You might need to put a little more NFL man strength on him and not just rely totally on the speed. And look, I mean, as most rookies do. Right. And, and and by the way, you know, tough cookies, by the way, I'm very now in the mood for sweets. Uh, I would tell you that, by the way, you know, a lot of these rookie pass rushers, Miles Garrett had, you know, a lot of, you know, troubles and stuff early on. And then these guys figure it out after year one. It's just as frustrating because you could see he's so close like that. That's what really irks me. Uh, before we close though, Paul, I just real quick, Joe Shane appreciation comment. Hodgins, Cager, Pinnock. I'm sure I'm missing a few. Jalen Smith. You're talking about guys with heavy contributions and wins at the midway point that you feel like, wow, where would the team be without these guys? that weren't even in training camp with the team, that were not 
even part of the equation when we were figuring out the 53-man roster, and they're all playing significant roles for this Giants team. It's the coaching staff that has coached these guys up. It's Joe Shane who made the final decision to bring these guys in. It's the personnel department that did their research that said, hey, Joe, we think there's something here. Why don't you give this guy a look and see what we could do with him? It's all of them. And, and, from, and this is why they talk about the importance of having a good organization from top to bottom. The Buffalo Bills have it. They've had it for several years as they have crawled from the bottom of the ocean to being top contenders. And I know they lost again yesterday, but we know they're contenders. The fact that Dable and Shane and he, Bobby Johnson, even the offensive line coach who was here, and Tierney, the quarterback's coach, the fact that so many of these guys were part of that reconstruction of the Bills, I think was a very, very big component for me as I looked at this team in the offseason as they tried to get this ship back in the right direction. And it's really proven out to be so, so far. Just incredible. Hey, it's good times, Paul. It's good times. Now, back to the drawing board, back to a long week of practice. The Lions are not going to be the pushover the Texans were, in my opinion. They score a lot of points. I'm sure you will have a lot of thoughts on that when we close the week with our uh, predictions pod. Maybe you'll have another Cager touchdown forecasted for us. Uh, Paul, where we can follow you on Twitter for the week in coverage with the Giants? At Giants WFAN. You can follow me at Mraz CBS. Thanks to our producer, Adam. And of course, thank you for downloading, listening, subscribing. One giant step. Take care of it.